0: As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazet. Each episode, we'll sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. And now, your host, Randy Bazet.
1: Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us for this episode. I'm Kristen, and as always, sitting across the table from Randy. How are you today? Hey,
0: what's up, Kristen? I'm doing great.
1: Yeah, are you ready for this conversation? Today?
0: I am ready. I'm always ready for these conversations. It's a lot of fun talking and, about real stuff. and
1: It is, yeah. and, and it's, the, it's the conversations like you always want to have, but you don't always get to have, and so we right. get to bring them via podcast. Yeah, you know, I don't, people. you
0: don't hear a lot of... Breakout sessions or main sessions at conferences about the things we talk about here. So or at least not that. in
1: the way that we talk about. I feel like sometimes you know maybe like, it's this all not polished. This very unpolished. Real talk.
0: Yeah, this is real, real talk. talk. Yeah,
1: and uh, we've got a a friend of ours who has now. This is I think her third podcast joining us. Uh, Miss Charlotte Gamble's with us today. Hey, okay, I'm a regular now. You, you are. are. You are a
0: regular. <laughs> Standing <laughs> ovation, like I pot, can hear it now. I'm
1: like part of the furniture. <laughs> 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 oh, but we are. We're so glad you're here joining us for this conversation. I'm sure most of our listeners know who you are, but if you don't, uh, Charlotte, she's got, you've got 25 years in ministry and, and leadership and church, and that is that is your heart. And I know you and your husband, Steve, y'all serve and Pastor Life Church and um, it's just such an honor to have you here and uh, you have been doing God has been doing a lot in you especially with leadership and launching of the collective and helping women come together and and grow in leadership and um, today's topic is is I think gonna you're gonna have a lot to speak into that because we're talking about leadership mm-hmm. church leadership and, right. and how much things have shifted Ooh, uh, it's recently. a lot of
0: shifting going on a
1: lot of a lot of something I <laughs> Even know, but I don't even want to say
0: the things that are going to come up. no. I know, no, no.
1: It is still a podcast that gets. gets
2: Can we
0: edit? Can I yeah, say a few no. things just I'll feel better if I just say it.
1: Right. This is uh, not your
2: therapy session. No, no. We, we got that. It's different,
1: right?
0: Darn it. But uh,
1: but yeah, you know, I mean, how many circles? I'm sure both of you've been in conversations, pastors, ministry leaders, and you have that same kind of man. Churches, the culture of church is so different than it was two years. Ago, People are different. Staff is different. Staff has left. New staff has come. Values have changed. Um, and it has shifted the, the really the culture of leadership within the church pretty dramatically. And so um, that's today's topic. What, what, it, what a is,
0: great topic. What
1: is happening and what how should we respond? Um, what should we do in the mm-hmm. church? So, what what are you guys seeing with this? Sh- are y'all seeing this shift in in oh, church leadership? If you're and- not seeing it, you're not in
0: leadership, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know where your head is buried somewhere, but it seems <laughs> it seems very obvious. The the church in general, our, our church, I know for sure. In fact, uh, I just heard in uh, at our all staff meeting or our leadership team meeting last week that sixty percent of our staff are less than two years old or been in our staff less than two years 60 percent of our staff it's a huge turnover and and it has a lot to do with the topic today it's the shift of leadership and who leaders are what you're looking for in leaders which people are qualified to be in leadership now which people do you not want on your leadership anymore and there has to be a major shift well there i guess there doesn't have to be but in today's times it, it's a whole new world and who is a leader and how you're empowering them and what you're looking for. I know it's shifted for us.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, it's a it's an, it's a strange word. When we talk about the shifting and the culture and stuff, I think there's a way to look at it, which would be like the world's way of looking at it if you were to look through a leadership kind of lens of, okay, you know, culture shifts and, you know, seasons and time shifts. But I think for me, looking beyond all of that, there's definitely been a spiritual um, change of the climate that I think is very much um, being provoked from God's end, not by a pon- pandemic's end, not by a you know a circumstantial end. I think all of that has been part of what's actually helped some of us get there and bring the change that we're now navigating. But I actually think deeper than that, it was an awakening, it was a shaking, it was a spiritual shift of climate that was long overdue in a lot of places. And I think I feel the breath of heaven in it. I feel like we were getting tired And I feel like some things had run their course. And I just don't know that we are very good at transitioning in some areas of leadership. I think we hold on tightly. I think we get stuck in a rut. I think we get very comfortable in our way of doing things. And so sometimes though we didn't want the circumstance, though we didn't invite the circumstance, it becomes the very thing that actually starts to bring discomfort and therefore challenge, and therefore challenge that leads to change. So I don't see it as a negative, though there's been negative things that have happened as a result. I actually see that the overriding thing that God's doing in this is very positive for the church and for the future of the church. So in, in you know,
1: what some of what you were just talking about and the shaking and that that it. OK, so how. As, as leaders, so lead pastors, ministry leaders, what should the mindset shift? How should our mindset shift back to when we're talking about what type of leaders are we looking for? What What is it that God wants to do in the church and who are the people that are going to lead it that way? How do we need to begin to think differently?
2: Well, for me, I think we're getting back to where yes. we've so far drifted I away from. Totally
0: agree with this. So
2: to me, I'm like, like we got so far off center that God has put us all back to center, and in Him coming back to center, things that were center have had to be moved. Mm-hmm. So whoever was in the center spot that should never have been them in the center spot, or whatever program or whatever thing that we'd made as it were our guard in that area. Has had to shift for God to take back the place that God should have. So I think platforms have been a reflection of that. I think people's public ministries have been a reflection of that. And unfortunately, if you're not willing to 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 hear the voice of God and move out of God's way, God will move you. Going the easy way or the hard exactly. way. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, some of it, I'm like, okay, maybe we'll just slow to see it and it's an adjustment but others it's like no we weren't slow to see we we didn't want to see it and so now we have to deal with the consequence of well there's only one one thing that can happen here either you keep on the throne or something has to happen to get you off the throne and so i do think some of it is getting us back to the good old stuff that we fell in love with, which is why I'm in ministry. It's why you're in ministry, which is that we love God. We love people. We love building. We're builders. We're, we're not called to perform. We're not called to build our own kingdom. We're called to build his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's getting back to some of those basics of what we all join ministry for. It's the, mm-hmm. you know, disciples follow me. Okay, I'm following. Yeah. And we're getting back to that, which I think there were just a lot of other things that we added that have become an unnecessary distraction and now those things have kind of fallen by the wayside yeah
0: i would say it like this and i echo what you're saying you this it is the perfect thing that as point leaders we should all be thinking about and we should recognize and the way i would say it is the things the strategies and the systems and the things that we've used to identify what we would call people as as leaders nothing wrong with enneagrams and disc profiles and all of those things personality profiles all those things are Those are great. However, uh, it's helped us develop a profile for a leader, but there wasn't the spiritual side of things. And we had we had lost that and not that they weren't Christians or we had really gotten away from that. But it's like giftings and flashiness and personalities are more important than the depth of their relationship and their maturity in the Lord, which is why the church had such a shifting like it did, and so many people left because we had a bunch of people that had the right personalities. We had trained a lot with SOPs, but did they really have the foundation of the Word of God? So now I feel like the church is is healthier than it ever has been, and it's growing by subtraction. We we got rid of all of the 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 pruning happened, which was painful. And if we would have known we were going to go through all that, we would have never signed up for it. But now looking back, you go, it was brilliant. It's beautiful, not that you want people to leave, but what God has brought in good out of this, a a focus more of spiritual development in people's lives and getting to the word of God and making sure they have biblical worldview of things because a lot of Christian leaders didn't seem to have those kinds of things. They were more impressed with culture and making sure that we fit into culture rather than the word of God and being a Christ follower in the church being set apart and i think there's a shift back to that in leadership in church
1: so are are you guys seeing that you're having to take your own staffs and those that you lead and, and help them make this shift as well? Um, even, you know, think about what you just said, the, a biblical worldview and, and realizing what what part have you been leading and culture's been driving versus the Word of God has been driving. And is this something that you're having to help your staff and those that you lead work through? And if so, how are you doing that? We probably have some listeners that are, like, they're seeing this on their staff, on their teams, but how do we, how do we help them lead out of this?
0: Yeah, well— I know for me, leading our staff, I made a decision that I was going to start going back to biblical basics, I guess you could say, and here's who we are, and this is what we believe, and this is what we stand on. I started teaching our staff, and I think a reason why a lot of people left that are no longer here anymore, because I said, this is who we are. Like, we don't conform the word to what the culture is saying. So we talked about honor, we talked about marriage, talked about gender, and all of these things, and we love everybody, but the word of God isn't neutral on these things and so we have to preach and teach and adhere to those things and a lot of people just decided they didn't want to be a part of the church anymore and so they've slowly left I'm talking about staff and leaders and so I've gone back to just teaching those basic things and saying this is who we are you don't have to agree with it but this may not be the place for you and you said something earlier we were talking about the message you recently preached about uh, volume versus value and I think so many things have gotten so loud at culture that we've allowed those things to have more value. I don't know if you could share that, but yeah. it, to me, that's what this is all about, giving more value to things just because there's a lot of noise around it.
2: Yeah, I think I think that we've had people that are un, spiritually unable to discern between volume and value or think that when something is amplified more, that must mean that it has more weight or it has more truth or it has more validity. Um, But we all know that the enemy's able to turn the volume up on all kinds of stuff. And when the church don't have the discerning of the Holy Spirit and don't understand, The difference between the volume and the value we start to buy into something that is completely the wrong thing to be invested in the wrong thing to it's like it's It's you know go all all throughout your bible and you'll see it you know go back to the report about the land of canaan like Mm -hmm. look at the look at the spies that went out look at the report you know Mm 10 10 that came back with that you know negative Mm -hmm. report two that come back with a good report and so volume becomes the thing that everybody believes and everybody buys into Instead of the value of the Mm -hmm. two were like, no, God said we can do this. These are not, you know, unsurmountable problems. These are not giants that we can't defeat. Like we, you know, but, but the volume got the people to listen more than the value and the whole destiny was wiped out. So it's nothing new. You know, it's like that, whatever we turn the amplification up on, we are saying to our people, to our team, to our staff. Well, we we now value this because we've given it the volume. And I think we've just put the microphone, as it were, under a lot of things that should have never had the microphone. And I think we've turned the volume down on a lot of things that actually should have never been muted. Things like consistency and faithfulness. So we've celebrated the gift and we've celebrated the style and we've celebrated the results and we've celebrated the Instagram followers. And so we've turned the volume up as if that is what matters. And then the value down on the person that's just here consistently, week in, week out, the person that's actually reading their Bible before they actually speak from the Bible, <laughs> the person that's actually is a true worshiper before they actually lead worship. And it's like getting back to know these are the values out of which leadership should be heard, not the volume of our society or culture or what people want. Just because people want it doesn't mean that we should give it to them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like you try that with your kids. Well, whatever the volume's loudest for for dinner, that's what we're going to eat. Yeah. Right. We, you would not eat anything that was green for Pizza the next. Pizza and you know, ice cream. Exactly. Well, there
0: may be a lot of people that are doing that, and that exactly. might be part of the problem, exactly. right? Which is
2: yeah. why we become obese and why we become unhealthy as a church, and why we become, you know, out of balance. Um, is, which is why we become hormonally unstable. You know, the same things you would see happen to a physical body, we've seen happen to the spiritual body. And so it takes someone to come back in and go, we need to cut out the diet, we need to change this, we need to change our eating habits over here. We need to, and, and that's not a popular conversation to have, um. but it's a necessary one. And I think that's where we're at, especially with the next generation of leaders. And I think also I would add into that, I think for leaders that have been, you know, I've been leading a long time now, 25 plus years, you know, as of you, Randy, and I think we've been around our consistency, you know, speaks for itself. Our commitment speaks for itself. But I think for leaders that are like us that have been doing it for a long time, I think it's it's rocked us in a different way. And what I think has happened is that we don't transition well. So the older you get in your leadership, the more you've done leadership, your challenge is not so much the same as the new generation, which is understanding, you know, not to buy into the volume of stuff, not to think it's all about The charisma. And I don't think that is so much what we've struggled with. I think what older leaders have struggled with is learning how to transition in this season of leadership and learning how to move into the next thing that God has for them without feeling that God's hand is somehow off their life or they don't have a season ahead of their life. So I've personally been through the most biggest transition in the last two years um, because I suddenly became aware so many people leave it too late. And i don't want to leave it too late i want to still be relevant i want to still be a a great leader i want to still have a voice but if i have to wait for crisis or for you know me now not having you know something to say that's relevant for the reason for me to be pushed out then i'm failing as a leader so i think this change has not just been the, the next generation coming up i think it's also the current generation that are in positions of influence and authority also asking themselves what change should I be making in this next season for the longevity and the health of the church and God spoke to me recently which is one of the reasons why and I don't know if this is far but I'm staying here because I think it's for someone that's listening God spoke to me recently and this is part of what I share on the collective so it's nothing I've ever preached um God took me to the parable of the talents you know it says that God gave them according to their ability. And, you know, some got five, some got three, some got two. Well, well, first of all, none of us are happy about that because we all right. want five. Right. Right. So that's where a lot of leaders get stuck because they're trying to have five when actually maybe they got two. And what God's saying is, I made you great at two, so just do two. But that's not good enough for us because we right. feel like we don't measure up. And so if I don't have what they have and if I don't do this program. And so I think a lot of that pressures come on leaders um, in my age group that are doing a lot of stuff that actually, if they went back to the basics, are not it's not the gift on their life. Right. I think it's a male problem even more than it is a female problem because I think a lot of times men have an identity in their doing and in their, what they're producing. So I've just watched this happening and I'm, you know, I'm 50 next year so it's not like I'm ready to peace out or retire at (laughs) all but I felt God say I gave you Charlotte according to, I gave the gift according to the ability I saw in you. So I gave you the talent according to the ability I saw in you and then I felt God challenge me, okay, so look at your capacity of your life because we all have a certain amount of days, certain amount of hours, certain amount of time, headspace. So we we have a set a certain amount of capacity and and ask yourself how much of my capacity is filled with my ability. And what I realized is a lot of my capacity was not filled with my ability, it was filled with my availability. Wow. So the biggest shift for me as a leader in this season is going back to God and saying, okay, what is the two talents that you gave me, all the three or whatever, and how much of my capacity am I filling with that ability and what therefore needs to go? Because actually it's not my ability. Someone else could do that. Someone else is good at that. I'm I'm only doing it because I'm available, but, but I'm not gonna stand before God and answer for my availability to all those other demands. I'm gonna stand before God and he's gonna say, what did you do with the two? that I gave you. Did you invest it? Did you make a good return on it? Did you make it go as far as it could go? And I don't wanna say, oh, actually I kinda did something with it, but really didn't do much because, you know, I I had all this other stuff that I was having to do. And that's a very brave conversation to have with the Holy Spirit. And it's a scary conversation because all of a sudden you're gonna go, but if I take that out, what am I gonna do? I'm not gonna feel important. Mm. Mm. I'm not gonna feel needed. I'm not gonna feel necessary. But I would encourage every leader in this season to have that conversation because I am now in the place of actually feeling more fruitful than I've ever been, more honestly and not in an arrogant way, don't hear it this way, but I feel more anointed in what I'm doing because I'm in the zone of my ability more than I'm in the zone of my availability. And it just feels different. It just, you're drawing from a different well, you're drawing from a different part of how you're... So I talk about all that in the collective with the women, but so that's a freebie for all you listening to the podcast today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you do need to be a part of the collective, though. You need to check it out. Yeah, it's, it's it, very it, beneficial. It's, it, it's, it's I mean, a blessing. It's
2: brand new content that God has just downloaded for me to mentor leaders with. But, but I, but again, that's come out of this season. The collective came out of me going, wow. okay, what am I? What do I feel my gift is? Okay. I feel I'm supposed to help leaders. Okay. Am I spending a large part of my time doing that or a small amount of my time? Okay. Well, I'm not spending that much amount of time because I'm doing this over here and this over here. So I was like, okay, well, what can I do to increase that ability in my life? What, what room do I have to give it? Which meant I had to make some big decisions about my future yeah. so wow. I could create that space, which was scary. It meant a loss of an income for me. It meant a losing of, a position that i'd had for many years but i'd rather that i was choosing those things with the holy spirit than eventually someone mm. turning around and going you need to get out of here because like <laughs> you're not you're not helping us move forward and i think that's what has happened for a lot of people in their journey they're holding on but they don't understand no if you keep working on your ability god will easily fill that capacity with that mm.
0: so, that's great so you know but you could never as a leader. Have that honest conversation with yourself and the Lord unless you were secure in who you are and being willing to say no to certain things just because it's available for you to do doesn't mean that it's God. But what is also interesting in all of this and what a great revelation Mm -hmm. on that that passage, but God gives according to our ability, but that doesn't speak to capacity. Mm -hmm. So God determines your ability, but we determine our capacity because each one of those servants they went out and worked with it, and their capacity grew based on their. That mm-hmm. wasn't up to the Lord; that was up to them. So be willing to get rid of available, and just deal with what God's ability and what He has given you. Be secure in that, and then grow your capacity in that. And you'll never do it if you're comparing to others and well, I wish I had the five, or I wish I had that. Because look at what God has right. done in your life in the last right. year right. since you've done all and, of you
2: this. And you know, I was, I was, I was. You know, God always speaks to me through really practical and easy to understand. So this picture will help you even if, as you're listening, bring it home a a little bit more. I was later on that day, I was uh, swimming in a lap pool, doing laps. And at the side of the pool, it has a, you know, the capacity of the pools written down, right? And then it has all these rules underneath it, which you know, sound like they're written by someone that doesn't want you to have fun. Because right. <laughs> It's like, you know, no inflatables, no, you know, no, no floats, no nothing, no, you know, no in, diving. The, or, yeah, yeah. So you read it, but when you begin to understand, you no, know, this pool was built so that people could do laps. So the minute you fill the pool with inflatables, people can't do in the pool what the pool was created for. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, "This is what I'm trying to say to you. You've got inflatables in your life. They look. They might look good. They might serve a purpose, and people might want them. People might think that, that that's the fun. That's the part. That's the, that you've got opportunities, but they're inflatables. You've got you've got invites, but it's an inflatable. It doesn't mean that it's not right for someone else. But if I've asked you to be a lap pool, then you have to keep your lanes free so that laps can be done in the pool. And so I think it's it's looking at the capacity of the pool." and saying well what am i filling the pool with what am i putting in the pool what am i allowing to happen in the pool of my life which means you have to have some hard conversations but i'd encourage every leader to do it it's been the most exhilarating and the most scary season of my life <laughs> 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 but i'm still here
0: if you want to have fun you gotta be to take it. a chance yes <laughs>
2: Yes. Sign me up.
1: Oh,
0: oh, everybody's signing up for this right
1: now. But you know it's stirring in, in everyone, mm-hmm. um, regardless of even even the age that they're at, because all of us can evaluate what we're filling our life with. Um, and so, but those are difficult conversations. So maybe if we can close the conversation um, with just some encouragement, maybe there are people right now that just heard this and they are feeling stirred to I, I need to make some changes. But they're scared. They're insecure. I mean, y- you you mentioned earlier, you know, you don't know what if you're going to let go of something. What? Am I going to fill it with? And you know, how would, can we just encourage our listeners for just a minute as they begin to seek Holy Spirit and, and make that transition?
0: Well, I mean, you've you've been through that that season, and I'm actually in the in kind of the the, the point end of this season right now of I'm evaluating everything in my life right now, and I sense God bringing some things, and I'm trying to determine what really is the Lord and what is not, and it's very scary because I'm going to lay down some things and I'm going to pick up some things. So but the encouragement is where I am right now, and that is just give it some space. And it's hard to hear from God if you're in the regular schedule of what you're doing all the time. So you have to create space and just be willing to listen. Well, that's where I'm at right now. So I'm just walking into this this pond, if you will, or this mm-hmm. swimming pool, mm-hmm. And uh, because that's what the Lord has been stirring in me. Because there are things that have been in my life that have been on the shelf for a long time, and I feel that it's time now, but I don't want to do it just because I feel. So I would just say create space. It's good. Yeah.
2: Good. Yeah, and I think, you know, just, you know, I'm I'm somewhat still in it, but in some ways I'm at the other side of making some big decisions. And all I can tell you is when it's God, God takes care of it. Like I I, I could sit here and tell you for the next few hours, of testimony after testimony that has happened you know and that's the thing you know we want we all know this we've heard it a thousand times but it's it's worth saying again we all want to see the end so that we can make the decision in the middle right and it's never going to happen but but here's what I've realized there are people now that I'm helping that that I am equipped by God to help in this season but I was helping people before which was good but other people were equipped by God to help them in that season. But because I couldn't see that there were other people waiting, I kept staying with the people that I knew were asking, if that makes sense. So I think what we, because we feel needed, and that's a lot of it for leaders, it's, well, I feel needed here, and somebody wants me, I feel wanted here. And I don't know that anybody needs me there. And I don't know that anybody wants me there. But that's the part where you'll never discover that next ocean of people that need what's on your life that next you know avalanche of of things that you're going to walk into where you're exactly equipped with the word in season for that time you'll and if you don't and if you delay you're out of time so it's really trusting the timing of god you know it says in ecclesiastes there's a time for you know things to be built and there's a time for them to be torn down there's time for things to be planted and there's time for them to be uprooted there's time to tear there's a time to mend And so it's the timing of God. And I think that comes down to being in tune with the Holy Spirit. And so I would say, not just make the space, that's the step, you create the space, but then it's it's making sure that you're leaning into the right voices um, and turning the volume down on some other voices and dying to a lot of things that actually will keep the wrong things alive. Mm. Like die to the fact that you need to be needed. That was a big thing for me die to the fact that you know you're successful in this area so you could easily pull it off, but you don't know you're going to be successful in this area. Like you have to die to all of that. And God's provided for me financially. He's provided for me relationally. He's provided for me opportunity that are above and beyond what I could have ever manufactured or ever discovered staying, filling my space with what I was. So I would just urge people to make the room and then to lean in to the voice of the Holy Spirit to get before god and just be be really willing to with a blank page go okay god this is scary but and then i think you know god will show up in that space that you create um and it will look different it will look different but different but different not in that you have to be something different but you'll the way that it'll plan out in this next season will be different and that's what maybe god was after all along in this season of transition so wow. good so good so good well
1: thank you so much for sharing your heart and what god dropped in your spirit even in our conversation i know it encouraged so many of our listeners yes. uh it's always been a great conversation with yeah. you and on this podcast we're so glad that you joined us and we look forward to uh, i wish i could hear from them like right. sometimes i want to like ha- i want to extend the conversation our listeners but yeah. you know i don't know maybe uh, maybe we gotta figure out a way our to fabulous that. producer can come up with a way yes. uh, that we get to hear from you a little bit and how this blesses you and encourages his you
0: wheels are turning I his wheels see- you
1: can see them <laughs> smoke
0: coming from his ears oh,
1: but it was so good thank you so much for joining us for this episode and we'll catch you next time on the relational leader podcast.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the relational leader podcast. For more resources, visit
2: randypazette.com.